Wait, what? So this happened. I'm Rachel Vallesnor, and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End. Although it feels like just the beginning sometimes. Is anything really the end, though? This podcast is meant to explore the limitless possibilities of one's own soul. Why do people do bad things? Why are there countless happenings beyond understanding? Why, when we are cautioned not to do something, do we just do it anyway? The definition of curiosity, a strong desire to know or learn something. There you have it. I will curiously explore why. Hell is not the end. Hey, everybody. It's been a while since we've actually had a real interview episode. So I have my buddy Brown back so we can talk about... Mm, what's the topic, Brown? Um, today we're going to be talking about the rake. The what? The rake. It's a, a cryptid slash creepypasta. It's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty neat. And since I, I felt like we should do something spooky for Halloween season. Sure. So. What you got? Yeah. So I guess we'll jump right into it. Um, so. That dates this episode. This is going to come out in either November or December. Oh, it totally sweet. does, right? I was All just right, thinking so about we're that too. But it's okay. So, but in the moment, we are celebrating our Halloween. Um, you know, like just celebrating, like loving Halloween and being creepy, creepy pasta or whatever it is. And then, um, it, if it doesn't come out during Halloween, just know that it, we had it in mind. Yeah. So let's see here. Um, summer of 2003, Northeast USA, like mostly Euro, uh, rural New York and um, some areas in Idaho, people have been telling stories about encounters with a hairless humanoid entity. And um, what's strange is that their emotions towards this um, entity range from a childish, childish sense of playfulness to traumatic levels of sheer terror. So, ooh, that's like a wide. That's yeah. like really. What? So, uh, so tell us, like, cause, so playfulness, but then like nightmarish. Okay, exactly. Go ahead. And, and <laughs> yes, people are describing it the same way, except for they've some, you know, some people say, "Oh, it's just like a, you know, like a puppy." So, so some people have had like good experiences, and some people have not. Mm. I mean, some people straight up been killed by this thing. Okay, do explain. So, um, I in, in my research, I couldn't find some of the exact stories where he it killed people however i do have at the very at the end of the story i'll save it for last a suicide note from somebody who witnessed it okay so who, that, wait wait a suicide note from somebody who witnessed him killing somebody no just the rake it was it scared him so much it's like the white chupacabra <laughs> <laughs> the white chupacabra yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah let's see so okay now i feel like that should be an episode <laughs> no anyways go ahead so let's see here um i'm i'll read off some of these stories and witness testimonies and whatnot so first one i got a journal entry from 1880 translated from spanish let's see 1880 i thought you said 2003 was the first that no that was when that's what sparked Oh, oh, I, I think I missed. Or did that spark? Oh, sorry. I missed a very crucial piece of information here. Oh, okay. Can we so, like, get back to that yeah, crucial yeah, yeah, yeah. information, Brown? So, sev- these people who have been sp- spotting the rake in New York and, you know, Northeast USA, um, 
several of these people have got together to try to uncover origins slash the true nature of this thing. And in 2006, they collected roughly two dozen documents between the 12th century to present day, and they span over four continents. Huh. Yeah, so they, they kind of did their research on this thing. Okay. And here's one of the... Now, here's one of the journal entries. Okay, go ahead and do... Th- I have something to say, but go ahead. Well, go ahead. Were, no, 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 no. Okay, you okay, go first. Okay. I've experienced the, great, the greatest terror. I've experienced the greatest terror. I've experienced the greatest terror. I see his eyes um, you already when I said close that. my mind. When I close... <laughs> I see, <laughs> he wrote it three times. Okay. I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black. They saw me and pierced me. His wet hand. I will not sleep. His voice. His wet hand unin- Unintelligible text. His, his wet hand. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he just wa- came out of the bathroom and just washed his hands or something. I and don't he know. he didn't wipe them all the way so I they're guess. still wet? Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're still wet. It's like, Stop it. It's like an anime zoom in and it's like... Just dripping. It's just dripping. Oh, God. I don't know why that's the feature. I don't... Maybe, I, maybe they just fought a chance time. <laughs> oh, my Slutty God. I hope he himself. doesn't listen. That's so mean. Yeah. Oh, so that's that's the first challenge. So what, what it, was it you wanted to say? Um, so I I picked up something. Okay. Someone just brought up that godforsaken creepypasta, the rake, and now I can never sleep ever again for the rest of my life. <laughs> nice, nice. Right? And I'm like, what? I'm like, dude. I'm like, okay, so I've seen pictures of this thing. Uh-huh. And if you guys have ever seen brown, the rake looks like brown. Okay. So really, it's not that creepy. That was just when I had my hair shorter. No, it's your spindliness. No, it looks like Jason Newstead. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Newstead is what brown looks like now, just so you guys know. Okay. Anyways, read your next one. Anyways, the next is a, a Mariner's Log from 1691. He came to me in my sleep. From the foot of my bed, I fell I felt a sensation. You fell from the foot of your bed? I think you're okay. You fell from the foot of your bed. It was a wild night. <laughs> from the foot of my bed, I felt a sensation. He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. So So he's like, hey, don't come back? Or Yeah, I guess, like, the rake, I guess the rake said, beat it. Skip town. Or do you think he left him a note? Or do you think he told him in person? He's I think like I think it he, under I think his bedroom he, note, and he's like, "Hey, under his bedroom door, where he's like, oh, hey, he's like, don't come back." I think he, I think he slipped him an eviction notice. <laughs> um, leave yeah. or die. Yeah, exactly. And it scared, <laughs> it scared him so much that he went to England. Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> Shut up! That sounds so stupid. Just say no. <laughs> okay, a witness from 2006. Now this one's a long one, and this is the most descriptive one. The one that we can feel the terror. Yes, this is, like, this. this is like a story. Let's do this. Three years ago, I had just returned from a trip from Niagara Falls with my family for the 4th of July. We were all very exhausted after a long day of driving, so my husband and I put the kids right to bed and called it a night. At about 4 a.m., I woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to use the restroom. I used, um, I used the moment to steal back my, the sheets, only to wake uh, him in the process. I apologized and told him I thought he got up out of bed. When he turned to face me, he gasped and pulled his feet up from the end of the bed so quickly his knee almost knocked me out of the bed. He then grabbed me and said nothing. After adjusting to the dark 
for a half a second, I was able to see what caused the strange reaction. At the foot of the bed, sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man or a large hairless dog of some sort. Its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as if it had been hit by a car or something. For some reason, I was not instantly frightened by it, but more concerned as to its condition. At this point, I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help him. My husband was peering over his arm and knee, tucked into the fetal position, occasionally glancing at me before returning to the creature. In a, flurry of emotion, uh, in a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled ar uh, around the side of the bed and then crawled quickly in a f uh, flailing sort of motion right alongside, um, right along the bed until it was less than a foot away from my f husband's face. The creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds, or probably closer to five. Um, it, was, it seemed like a while. Just looking at my husband, the creature then placed its hand on his knee and ran into the hallway, leading to the kids' rooms. I screamed and ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before he hurt my children. When I got to the hallway, the light from the bedroom was enough to see it. Crouching and hunched over about 20 feet away, he turned around and looked directly at me, covered in blood. I flipped the switch on and wall... I flipped the switch on the wall and saw my daughter, Clara. Uh, the right, Clara? Clara, yes. Uh, the creature ran down the stairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter. She was very badly injured and spoke only once more uh, in her short life. She said, he is the rake. My husband drove his car into the lake that night while rushing our daughter to the hospital. They did not survive. Being a small town, news got around pretty quickly. The police were helpful at first, and the local newspaper took a lot of interest as well. However, the story was never published, and the, location, the local television news never followed up either. For several months, my son Justin and I stayed in a hotel near my parents' house after we decided to return home. I began looking for answers myself. I eventually located a man in the next town over who had a similar story. We got in contact and began uh, talking about our experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who had seen the creature, we now referred to as the rake. It took the four of us about two solid years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up uh, with a small collection of what we believe to be encounters of the rake. None of them gave any details, history, or follow-up. One journal had an entry involving the creature in its first three pages and never mentioned it again. A ship's log explained nothing of the encounter, saying only that they were told to leave by the rake. Um, I think that was that previous one we read. Right, I think so too. That was the last entry in the log. Okay. There, let's see. Whose log is this? And I'm really questioning how people are like in their beds, because mm -hmm. like they do not know how to function. Yeah. They're like either falling off the edge of the bed, or like, they're <laughs> kicking each other in the bed. Like, I'm, what's happening with the bed? Anyways. Okay. All right. So, are you done? <laughs> no, there's uh, a little bit more. No, no, no. I meant with that one story. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no, no. Go for it. Go for it. There, uh, actually, no, not with this story. This story is a little bit more. Okay. okay. There were, however, many instances. And there were, however, many instances where the creature's visit was one of a series of visits with the same person. 
multiple people also mentioned being spoken to, my daughter included. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited us, any of us before our last encounter. Um, I set up a digital recorder near my bed and left it running all night, every night, for two weeks. I would ten, um, tediously scan through the sounds of me rolling around in my bed each day when I woke up. By the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while... Um, what? I, I was... A, I was so, quite used to the occasional like, can sound of sleep. you not read your own writing here? What's happening? This isn't my writing. This is a story. What? Don't you know funny? God. <laughs> I, was, I was quite used to being... Uh, whatever. I can't read this. Look, I was quite used to being... Wise. I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring through the recording uh, at eight times the normal speed. This took almost an hour every day. On the first day of the third week... I thought I heard something different. What I found was a, a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I haven't let anyone listen to it yet. All I know is that I've heard it before, and now I believe that is that it spoke to me while it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at that time, but for some reason, the voice on the recorder immediately brings back that moment. Um, and that's it. Does it say what year that is? I think it's 2006. 2006. Oh, yeah. okay. That's so strange. Does it say where it is? I didn't catch if you um, said the location. Or are like we New still, York. Are we still Rural going New like York. New York area? Yeah, that area. Okay, okay. I was going to say, because that's kind of interesting, because it's just like where she took the time to mm-hmm. like record that every night and like listen to it again yeah. and again and then find the anomalies in it. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, and I hope AJ's okay. He tripped over there a second ago. Yeah. I hope he's I'm fine, good. by the way. Okay. okay, he's fine. He says he's fine, guys. Okay. okay. He just Don't worry. He made a sound, and I was like, you okay? okay. He hasn't, he hasn't died yet. Right. Exactly. Anyways, so that's cool. So this dude comes up, and he's like totally, obviously, creepy, the rake. All I want to say is the fake. Uh. <laughs> but um, like, it's funny that people... Well, it's they're probably not real accounts, right? Are they fictional accounts or? Who knows? That's what I'm saying. Who knows? I do after have one more though. That, after all the stuff that you and I talk about, I feel like sometimes like there's some real in the fake and yeah. some fake in the real. <laughs> exactly, but I do have one more. It's a suicide note from yes. 1964. Please. It reads: As I prepare to take my life, I feel it necessary to assault. Um, Feel it necessary to assuage any guilt or pain I have introduced through this act. It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I awoke and felt its presence, and I and once I awoke and saw him his form. Once again I awoke and heard his voice, and looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what I might wake to experience. I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. Jeez. Yeah, a little <laughs> extreme. At the end, too, it's just like, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Dude. Like, so he just watches you sleep every now and then. You know, you kill yourself over it. It's not that big deal. Thanks for nonchalantly going over that. Like, oh, it's no big deal. Somebody's watching when you're sleeping. Whatever. It's just like a hairless dog or whatever. No, naked but I, I find it very creepy that the encounters for, well, the so-called encounters for people, they're totally different. 
Mm-hmm. They're not even the same. And you're just like, okay, so where's the pattern, people? The only pattern is that it's a similar looking being that they think they see. And it speaks to That them. they see. Yes. Yeah. I didn't mean to like. Yes. Yes. Okay. I know it's not real, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> still, I don't want to be like rude. No. But, no. Okay. Yeah. No. This no, is. No, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> oh my God. So anyways. It's just a, it's a spooky story. Probably. Oh no. Totally. Totally. Because it's like, going to come out Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to you. Thanksgiving. No, just kidding. Like it's, it, I just mean like it's it's weird how like these stories get out there, and like the creepy pastas are totally leaning on urban legends ish mm-hmm. in a way. Yes. So like, but it, it's just it's it's weird how like it spins out of nothing, and then you're like, no, I saw it, and you're like, you did not, and you're like, no, tell me, tell me anyways. <laughs> I don't believe you. Tell me anyways. Uh-huh. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, tell me. I want to know. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> anyways, so if I can ask, um, how did like, so doing the research and like like doing the stories and stuff like that, how did this per- the the rake affect you? See, the rake it is, must have given you some kind of feeling. Oh, you see, yeah, because I, um, when I was really young, I remember the neighbor kids used to tell me stories about seeing the rake in the local woods next door. And like, it was what? one of those things like, yeah, I mean, they was all BS. Was of it course, Roland? To scare me. No, I didn't know Roland at the time. This okay. was back in my Georgia days, <laughs> back, back in down South. So in Georgia, you could believe back when they actually had, like, there was the rake yeah, in your they, yard. Yeah, exactly. You. Exactly. <laughs> so dark. And they, the rake was always like one of the scary ones. For me, because like there's all these other urban legends and creepy passes and stuff, but they never really scared me. But the rake was kind of one of those ones that really creeped me out. Yeah, and I don't know if AJ can jump on or not, but it makes me wonder when he was like ten ish or like younger, did he you have a creepy pasta story that like freaked you out? Were you even into that stuff? Uh, I just kind of heard of them through Riley, and I was like, oh. That's yeah, funny. Riley had some good stories. <laughs> She'd always be like, "What well, did you hear? Is this one, or did you hear about this one?" And I'd be like, um, "It's not real, right? <laughs> or is it?" <laughs> yeah, like Bigfoot. We should do a Bigfoot episode. Oh, that makes so funny. Episode one hundred. We should do Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Dietlov Pass." How do you say that? Dietlov Pass. He, he, that's where he is. That's he's, he's on the Dietlov. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. Yeah, totally. That's where he is. He's chilling with them. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I got this. Yeah, but yeah. anyways, like totally, it just. Because, like, it's so funny to hear, like, so you've been living with this for, like, half your life. Oh, yeah. Knowing like, that I, this could be a thing. Yeah, the the rake, like, there's, it was, it was one of my, like, early childhood favorites, like, with the chupacabra and the Bigfoot and, like. Do you believe in the chupacabra? Chupacabra? Yeah. Do you believe in Sure, why not? What does he look like? Have you ever seen pictures? Like no, because he's not. lizard dog right? thing. Well, allegedly. Not, no, allegedly. Not exa- no, 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 not exactly. But then, and then they actually like caught one. It's just a dog. They just didn't some, catch one. Like, nobody caught thing. one. It, nobody catches one. It's not that easy. <laughs> you can't just catch a, a ghost. It's a chupacabra. You cannot catch it. Nobody caught one. That's not a thing. <laughs> AJ shrugged. AJ's like, um, I think I saw. Whose side are you taking? You don't catch a chupacabra. You can. It's catch- not a thing. Yes, you can. Put a zip tie around it. You, you got a it. Zip tie. <laughs> no. Put like one of those plastic no. like 
six-pack drink things around his neck like you do with the turtles. <laughs> oh, my God. I was thinking penguins. That, that too, yeah. Oh, poor little things. Let's not talk about that at all. And we're not zip-tying anything. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. For Bryce's hair. Yeah. <laughs> Burning it. Yeah, so. AJ doesn't like my hair. Um, AJ doesn't like your hair? How many comments have I made on your hair? Okay. I thought you loved my hair. I don't love I know, your hair. She, she I don't love anything about Brown. She secretly loves I don't me. like anything about Brown. Okay. But out don't of all it. of AJ's friends. I don't love it. You don't like me the least. Okay, Betty White. Go ahead and, go ahead and do the spiel. I don't like you. But out of all of AJ's friends, I don't like you the least. That's how I feel about Brown. He's funny. I hate his hair. And he looks like the rake. I <laughs> I do look like the rake. I'm white and spindly. He's spindly. If you guys don't get what that is, it's, it's, it's not normal. Uh, just look up the rake. That's me. It's just me. not normal. It's just not normal. Yeah. I'm just it, weird and white. Anyways, anything else you want to touch on that there? No, I think I've covered the story pretty well here. Um, yeah, it's... I think, uh, I think that's, that's about it. Bryce, before the episode... Oh, it'll be like 11 minutes if we're lucky. Yeah. 22 minutes later. Has it actually been 22 minutes? Okay. It's because I stumbled. It's stumbled. Brown goes so on, and on, like, and on and on and on and on when he thinks he has nothing. But he's like, I want to come on. I want to talk about this like rake thing. And AJ and I are like, what? <laughs> like the gardening tool? Right. <laughs> We're like, yeah, I've used a rake. I've used it to rake up my leaves. It's yeah. a, that's an East Coast thing. We had rakes in LA. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways. You guys don't have leaves. Yeah, we did. Palm Why was I always exactly. in the garden? Palm ferns. Okay, whatever. You know what? Okay. Anyways, blah, 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 blah. Now we're getting off topic. So what I want to do is I want to go ahead and end this episode on a good note and just let everybody know I really hate Brown's hair. Yes. But he's a good sport. He's a, he's, he's a, he's a great sport about it, though. He lets us make fun of him. I just and, cry when I go to sleep. And, and, they don't and, I, and I appreciate that about him, that he's usually normal. Uh-huh. Okay. But it, normal's relative. Okay. It's, bub up. It's a, it's, <laughs> you guys, stop it. Stop it, stop it. Okay, I'm trying to be serious. Anyway, special thanks to our special guest, Brown. Bryce <laughs> <laughs> okay. James Gant. That's yes. his, like, real name? James Bryce Gant is my full <laughs> legal oh, I, name. I, oh, I messed up the You order. did. I used to argue with my parents when I was younger because no, I didn't cool. understand. It's cool. No, 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 no. I just no, name. no. I just I just misspoke. I'm sorry. He's got I used a to real argue name. With my parents and tell them my na- my first name was Bryce, and then it was Bryce James. Like, no, we named you. It's James Bryce. I was like, no, it's not. You're like, you're did you say? You just said it with like a lisp. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. I was I was not the brightest child. Obviously. Anyway, so okay, so lovingly. I used to think U-Haul was named after the state. Huh? Oh my god. Okay. Okay, this is getting off of the okay, tangent. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So can I just say yes. thanks, Brown. That's what <laughs> yeah, you get. Is, you're welcome. Sorry about your name. Uh, it's okay. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but I'll survive. Anyways, thanks for AJ for yes, in, thank you, AJ. like being back and trying to help us out. Yes. And special thanks to Brown. Done. Of course. So long. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Rachel Vallesnor and this is the podcast Hell is Not the End.